Just after 3.30, Kimba on the Reach with you on a Thursday afternoon thanks to the Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be Bold. All right, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel, and Sundays via 10 Peach and 10 Play. I can tell you the Adelaide 36ers host the Tasmanian Jumpers, Jack Jumpers, I should say, on Remembrance Day, Roots. That's this Saturday night at 7.30. They had a cracking game in the West. They let it slip away. Let's find out a little bit more about that with one of their stars, Jason Kadee. Jace, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Let's get into last week first because, gee, you had some opportunities. Uh, I watched it on KO and can, well, you tell us where it went wrong. I thought the last five minutes were really chaotic and it looked like the side panicked. Mm. Yeah, I think the last five minutes we definitely let ourselves down because we put ourselves in a position to win. But I actually think it goes back to the second quarter. I think there was a patch there. Um, there was a time, remember there was a timeout. We made some subs. We were up 11. Things were going really well. And then after that timeout, I'm pretty sure the game got back to two or four points in about a minute and a half. And then we go into halftime down six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that swing of, if you look at it from 11 up to six down, 17 points, it's just that's, that's kind of where you give up the game, especially on the road. It, you can't give back that kind of lead so quickly on the road. And then that leads to the last five minutes of when you have to fight so hard to get, get leads back and you, and you have to push and we got down 20. Um, mm. It's hard to get, to get back on top. And I think that led to the last five minutes. We kind of found a group that got us back in the game. And then that same group just kind of ran out of juice with, about four, four and a half to go. Yeah, scores were dead level with five minutes to go. It was anyone's game, but uh, they were certainly superior in that last five minutes. But a lot of us weren't aware just how crook your outfit was, and you were one of the guys that was suffering from astro- uh, gastro. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things. I mean, even Trey Kill wasn't sick, but Trey had sat out all week um, nursing a shoulder injury that he, he got hurt a few, week, a few weeks before that. So... Um, but me and me and Wiz, both our families, obviously, there's a bit going around at, at the moment. Both our families were sick during the week. Mine a bit earlier than his. So I actually thought I was in the clear. And then um, as the game was unfolding, uh, right before the game, Wiz actually said to me, how do you feel? And I said, oh, not great, but I think I'm all right. And he goes, I think I'm done. And then he, he quickly realized in the first half that he was no good. Mm. And that led to him at halftime, basically spending the halftime in the bathroom. Um mm. And then as the game went on, I just felt worse and worse and worse. And then I was straight after the game, straight to the bathroom. And that was where I pretty much stayed the rest of the night. Has it spread further? What's the camp like at the moment? No, um, CJ, coach and assistant coach got it. But most Ooh. of the other boys seem to be in the clear. Um, so so hopefully that's the case. Um, it seems to be the ones with families all got it. Um, and obviously kids and everything like yeah. that. But no, it wasn't fun. Saturday night, um, I know for me and Wiz was was pretty sleepless and and Sunday flying home for me wasn't pleasant and for Wiz, as, as most have heard, it, it, it didn't even happen because he was that, that crook. Yeah, they didn't allow him on the plane and mm. uh, just on that, Roach, it was on the news last night that this is spreading everywhere at the moment so you need to be careful. Right, Jason, I'm always fascinated about the Wildcats and their story and what is happening now. What did you note while you were there? What sort of heat did you feel there's now on the Wildcats? Uh, I didn't really play too much into it. I think obviously... Yeah. It's it's flavor of the week stuff. It was us week one. It, mm. it was someone mm. else week two. It's them week three. It's I guess our league is so close that you can go from being top of the table to bottom of the table in in the space of ten days. 
You can go from bottom of the table yeah. to top of the table in space of 10 days because you play three or four games. If you win those four, all of a sudden you look like royalty. And if you lose those four, everyone kicks you to the dump. So mm. as another player, it was not nice because Perth, I guess, have such a great reputation of how they've gone about it. So, But it was it was nice to see them having to fight the battle rather than always being looked at as the top seed and this and that. And so, But whilst there was a bit of pressure, I didn't yeah. lay too much into it because I thought that was a dangerous thing for us to worry about given that you put good teams uh, up against the wall and it's not a pleasant place to be. Also fascinating is the opponent you have this week, the Jack Jumpers, because they're virtually setting a blueprint for the AFL to see what happens with sport in Tasmania. Now, two seasons, both time finals. They're a tough unit. They're defensively sound. What do you note about them and what have they done so well to hold up in a big-time national competition? Yeah, I think they've they've been really smart with how they've recruited, um, especially the first few years. Did they surprise people 100%? They did. Yeah. Well, more the first year they surprised. After the first year, everyone kind of, within the competition, had a pretty good understanding of who they are and how they play. And, and they've just done a good job of sticking to who they are and what, and what they're about. So you can see that they kind of know who they are. They know who their main guys are and they mm. play through them. Um, obviously, their coach, Scott Roth, does a great job. And... and I'd say this year is probably the most talented team they've put on the floor in terms of the three imports they have. Um, Obviously, the the new guard, Jordan Crawford, is extremely talented. Milton Doyle's top five MVP. um, And and then the plate people they've got alongside them, they brought in Anthony Drumick and and all Mm. these other pieces. Like, it's probably the most talented they've been in the three years. Okay, so that means, do we stop talking about them being a brutal team to now talking about them being a classy team? Well, I just I think the narrative may be starting to shift. I'm not yep. sure, but I think the first two years of the expansion team, look how well they've done Cinderella stories. Yep. Some of it was really relevant because even within the league, a lot of us were like, no, how do they even get there? They're mm. playing well, da da da. But you appreciated how they were doing. But I think now the narrative for me isn't isn't this whole story around oh, look how well they're doing. I think, no, it should be expected because some of the pieces they've got in that group and they've been able to maintain, um, they're recruiting, they're paying, obviously, the right amount of money to get these people and and they've a lot of talent. Hey, talking of recruits, uh, interesting to see that 36's former legend, uh, Daniel Johnson, is headed to southeast Melbourne, Phoenix. You host them next week. Your thoughts on DJ going there? And why didn't he come yeah, back? Yeah, one of my... <laughs> I know, one of my very good mates. And it's funny because I've actually, since I've moved back to Adelaide, been hanging out with him, but just he hasn't been playing. So mm. um, it's one of those things. I think for DJ to be back in the league, I, I personally thought him, uh, I guess, exiting at the end of last season was a tad too short. Um, so to see him get a chance to come back in and play some games, I think is really good. It's a shame it's not with Adelaide. Obviously, no matter what happens now and who he plays for, he should be regarded as an Adelaide 36's mm. legend and I'm no doubt he's, he's singlet will be hanging in that stadium very soon because what he's done for basketball in Adelaide and how he's gone about it is, is the ideal person that you want to follow or you want your kids to be like. So, so why didn't he come back to the Sixers then? I'm not sure to be honest. That was before I kind of signed and mm. I think it was uh, between him and the club uh, I don't know. It was more a business thing I'm guessing and maybe money and all that comes into it. I'm not completely sure and as I said it was kind of before I really 
even signed. I was just hopeful that it somehow figured itself out. Yeah. Hey, a couple of days ago, we heard your teammate Sunday Desh talk about the significance of Saturday night's game. It's a home game. It's a special day, though, on Remembrance Day. Has CJ talked about that? Um, CJ's first day back at practice was today, so I think he oh, was just right. trying to get through the session. <laughs> but, but no, we have, we have spoken about it as a group. We, we understand... Um, like a lot of these games, even um, being on the road in Perth wearing our Indigenous jerseys, there's, there's some really special rounds that, that mean maybe more to others at different times. But um, to the whole group, they're always great to be able to represent and play on special occasions because it's, it makes the game, it brings, I guess, eyeballs to the game. It brings eyeballs to the bigger picture. And sometimes it makes you realise too that we do just play a game. And whilst we're very fortunate to do it, there's a lot of other great things that go on, go on around it. Well, this is going to be a cracker. You've won two out of your last three. You're up and about. You've been competitive. This is a big game. Saturday night, 7.30. If you haven't got a ticket, get down there at the Entertainment Centre. It is a great evening's entertainment, and it'll be the 36ers taking on the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers on Remembrance Day. Really appreciate your time, Jason. Uh, We're glad that you're getting back into good health. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Jason Caddy there. Uh, They were crook. Now we know why they ran out of uh, petrol tickets, yeah, don't we? Yeah. Well, they did, and it's fair enough. It's hard Still to be though, harsh on them. We're watching it, Rooch, I don't think you saw it, and uh, happy to take calls on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 And uh, Jace was one of the players. You sort of sit there, you're watching it, you want them to win, and you're mm. thinking, there are a few Hail Marys there, so do you commend them for trying to win the game and take the accountability and responsibility? But, gee, they made some mistakes in that last five well, minutes. when you look at that scorecard, 31-22 in the second, and then you're playing catch-up ball, mm. and you have a couple of crook guys on the court, or not even on the court, I can understand why it didn't finish so well, Kim, but yeah. you thought they had chances. Oh, they did. Uh, after four o'clock, Roach, we'll mm. be talking to Nat Hurst. Of course, she's the coach of Adelaide Lightning. They've been doing something that every team would like to do, no matter what sport it is, Roach. Fast starts. Nice. She's got the secret formula. What about strong finishes? Yeah, just uh, around the mark. Good. Not 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 so much in game Building. one. Game Building. two held in there. Right. Yeah, hang on. All right, that's coming up very shortly. Hey, we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA.